Entrepreneur True Confessions podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm Laura. I'm the owner of ODA Virtual Assistant Agency. We help small businesses grow and scale their businesses confidently. I know we've all heard that before. Um, but we also build a strategy um, and add solutions to ensure their focus on what businesses need to thrive while allowing them to release the need to do everything in their business. So learning to delegate, learning how to let go, and just really helping your business out from behind the scenes with an amazing team. Awesome. And I'm Angelique with Liddy Paro Solutions. And Laura and I really do a lot of the, the same things. Not exactly. Um, I like to think we complement each other, but we, we, we could see each other as competition, but because we have an abundance mindset, we know there's plenty to go around. We don't. And we are BF of business besties. Uh, I'm Laura's, one of Laura's biggest cheerleaders. At least I think I am. Yes. Okay, good. She's confirming. That's, that's good. Um, (laughs) But so we kind of do the same stuff. Uh, Lady Powerhouse started out as a heart centered approach and we still are. I'm not indicating that we're not anymore, but a heart-centered approach to offering project and event management to women entrepreneurs who are on fire, lighting up the world with their passion and drive. And we help them achieve their mission in the most authentic way possible. And, you know, I failed to mention a lot of times what we do exactly. And a lot of what we do is operations-based processes, systems, lots of marketing, digital marketing, right? So that's, that's Lady Powerhouse. Yes, she handles the marketing. She's good at it. Talk to her. Thanks for the plug. Absolutely. And so together, we are Fempreneur True Confessions Podcast. And our mission um, is really just to empower women in business and life, um, show them to live or work with them about living authentically and support each other instead of competing, as Angelique was saying. Um, You know, we could see each other a certain way, but we definitely don't. We're huge cheerleaders of each other. And we encourage each other um, really at all times with all kinds of conversations that happen behind the scenes. Um, (laughs) So to model this authenticity, we decided... What about a podcast about our business, our personal relationships, and how we empower each other, other women to do the same? Yeah, exactly. So the podcast is more than a podcast. Our goal is is to normalize the struggle, share the lessons learned, and the common goal is to lift other women up, not tear them down, normalize what it looks like when women succeed at supporting each other building up their confidence and encouraging them to use their gifts and passions to fulfill their life's calling. So this is really just one of the ways that we build, maintain, and grow a sisterhood that believes in this abundance mindset, sharing our struggles, talking about them. Um, That's one of the things that really spurred the podcast was nobody is talking about the real struggles that women have in entering entrepreneurship and building their business. So we're here to help each other rise to our highest potential. And that's what this podcast and this community 
is about. And today we have a fantastic guest that's doing this as well. Absolutely. So to introduce Amy, Amy Flores Young, or Floyo, is the founder of Floyo Travel. And she's also the creator of the Impact Retreat Roadmap. Amy ensures her clients, um, her clients, as soul-centered coaches, consultants, and speakers, experience joyful travel as they go to and from events and conferences to grow their businesses. Amy also helps her clients create in-person events and retreats that result in a deeper connection with their communities, a larger reach, and impact for their unique method methodology body of work. And, and also the profit. You're doing great, Laura. <laughs> As a former facilitator herself, she knows how difficult it is to manage the endless logistics while being the face of the room. Amy has perfected the art of weaving together the ultimate location and itinerary that both engages and energizes your guests. Wow. Awesome. Welcome, Amy. Thrilled to be here with you, ladies. How are you? Great. Great. <laughs> Learning to read. <laughs> Can you tell them why I'm a little bit? Um, so, Amy, I did forget to ask you, and I meant to. So, do you go by Amy Floyo or Floyo? Yes. <laughs> Both of those. I love it. Yes. Both. Yeah. Yes. You don't go by anything. Love it. Be careful, girl. Right. Be careful now. Right. <laughs> We've been known to <laughs> go on. Just saying. Okay, so let's dive right in. So tell us why you chose to do things differently because you chose to go against the grain a little bit with your business. And so let's jump right in with um, why you decided to do that. Sure. Are you guys hearing me okay? I've got a little lag. Yeah. Yes, we are hearing you great. Okay. Great. As long as it's coming through good. I'm getting all kinds of things on my screen, so we're good. Um, so I think I've always gone against the grain no matter where or what I was doing from childhood. Um, but especially in the travel business, I will say that... Um, I don't like to use the term disruptor or whatever, but most people in the travel space focus on leisure travel, right? Like whatever, vacation travel, whatever you want to think of that. Um, and in that space, you there is a very low bar to enter the travel business. And I call that out constantly. It's you, there's no real certification. There are many courses and certifications and trainings and things that can be gotten, but you can call yourself a travel advisor without having to get those. So again, I call that out often. One of my catchphrases is just because I can book you anywhere doesn't mean I should book you anywhere. And um, I just think there's a lot of people out there in the travel world who, who aren't as transparent with that. They've never been, if you've never traveled there, you shouldn't be booking it unless you've gone through extensive training on that location. Mm -hmm. that you know, so that's, 
So that's one way that I kind of go against the grain. Um, and most travel professionals in this day and age don't touch flights. Little education, little asterisk education point for those of you who may not know, there is really no commission or compensation from airlines to travel advisors. Um, a lot of people just assume that there is, and there is not. Um, and if you've traveled anywhere in the past three years, you know that airlines are a mess right now. So um, there are a lot of um, agents and agencies that don't do um, that don't do just flights, and that's something else I work with my clients to do just as well. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. What's the, the difference with doing just flights and why you make that, why you do that change or have that change for you? I work with, it just kind of organically came through all of my work with small businesses and entrepreneurs who I love that. are speakers, consultants, coaches. Uh, so they have small groups coming to them. They're going out to see clients. They're speaking on stages and there were, you know, they just need someone to be able to manage that flight issue or those, you know, that overall itinerary. Um, and I spoke to so many people, oh, that's okay, my assistant does it. And then they would go on to tell me two or three horror stories about their travel. And it's like, well, yeah, your assistant does it, but she doesn't know how to solve the, like, yes, yeah, you can book a flight online, mm -hmm. but then when there's a, an oops, she doesn't know how to back end, mm -hmm. help it. So that's why you hire me instead of your assistant to do that. Yeah. Yeah. The assistants reach out and go, so I know a travel agent <laughs> or a travel person <laughs> and provider. We'll, we'll call that. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I used to do travel for uh, one of the jobs that I had in corporate. And um, we had a service. We had a, I don't know what you call them in the travel travel agency, yeah. but a professional yeah. uh, uh, travel yeah. courier. Uh, cur yeah, you had yeah, you had the 800 number. No, we had, we had, we paid a specific amount each month yep. to have our own access to not, there were levels of access that we paid for certain people in the company, like the C-suite had, a, they could call a number and immediately be connected to a live person that would help them with whatever it is they're doing. Their right. rental car is available, whatever. Um, and so it was a service that was paid for. And also it, it, they provided an interface that made it really easy to book airline. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it, it isn't perfect. It's still technology. There are still glitches. Um, and you know, even, even though we were using this professional service, I booked a flight one time and for whatever reason, there was a glitch in the matrix. And when <laughs> they went to pull their, um, boarding ticket, it said, your flight isn't booked. Right. And they flipped the fuck out on me. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I had to go back and go, look, I got all the confirmations here to prove that I did what I did. Mm -hmm. And there was a mistake on their end. And all you have to do is call the 800 number. And I don't know how many times sweet. It was like a, a reframe. <laughs> call the 800 number that we pay extra money for right. so that when this happens. Yep. So and anyway, we, um, and that's, I offer that very similar structure, if you will, for the entrepreneur, solopreneur 
small business who can't pay into those larger corporate concierge services. Yeah. Much more cost effective. I can tell you, we started 150 a month. It's very cost effective if you have a lot of travel going on. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know what? I just saw an ad for a personal assistant type. Um, It was on a, it was a Facebook ad. I think it was called Johanna. Don't quote me, but it was around a hundred dollars a month. And they took care of all of your personal tasks, like an actual person for unlimited tasks for a, for a month, for a hundred bucks. And I was like, don't threaten me. I'll take that challenge. I'll be wearing that. Right. I have no idea what they're getting into. Right. And so I looked at, um, okay, let's really look at what those, my, you know, but they don't do business tasks, which makes sense. I mean, you know. If right. I could hire a personal assistant for $100 a month, unlimited, duh. I'm but just, they are very clear. Right. On the like website. Well, we don't Walgreens do this month. Jeez. <laughs> so I did. I looked at my personal tasks and, and it just, I didn't have that many. My tasks mm-hmm. are business related. Yep. Whether yep. they're virtual and real or, you know, in real time or whatever. Um, so I couldn't qualify it. I couldn't quantify it. Um, right. That wow. expense. But. Um, so earlier we, I, I did give her a warning people. Okay. So don't, don't (laughs) put anything in the comments about you, you know, or I don't want future guests to see this episode and go, Oh my God, she like totally puts people on the spot. No, we don't. We go over things beforehand. Um, because a lot, there are, I'd say 50% of our podcast guests are not professional speakers. Mm -hmm like ourselves, we are not professional speakers, by the way, in case you didn't know, (laughs) unlike our guest who is, and some of our other guests, like our first guest, she was a professional speaker, Lisa Hammett, Mm -hmm. um, and, and many others. But so the next topic is, is about telling us why you're okay with not having a big change the world mission. And I'm going to let you go into all the details behind that. But I was telling Amy earlier, I had this epiphany at some point in the wee hours of the morning that you do have a mission that changes the world, changes your world. And you'll quantify that by, by telling us your backstory, but you do, you change your world and you guys, that's the most important world. There you go. Exactly. Because if our world isn't, (laughs) Nobody, our business world isn't going to flow. If our personal shit is not together, it's going to be really hard to get your business shit together. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, I'm going to let you go into the backstory behind why you're okay with not having a quote unquote big change the world mission, even though you do. Yes. So like I said, I, I work in travel. And to me, at this point, it's all travel, whether it's a leisure trip, an in-person event retreat, which I specialize in, or like, you know, or a business trip. It's To me, it's all travel. But because of what I do, I have a large network of thought leaders, coaches, authors, speakers, again, people with those big picture missions. Again, I'm trying to streamline this here. Um, (laughs) Prior to transitioning into the travel profession full-time, I was a nonprofit executive for over 20 years. Part of that was national trainer and speaker, um, 
then I transitioned and had my daughter is severely disabled. She's now an adult. So I transitioned my nonprofit work into the disability space. So, and I started volunteering and started being employed at mission-driven nonprofit organizations when I was 15. So I don't want to do the math, 35 years. <laughs> of, you know, so I have about 35 years of what I say that true mission-driven again, big picture kind of change the world ripple effect mm -hmm. thinking behind me. Um, and whenever we're in that, you know, what's your why, what's your, the, the, what's your story. And, you know, it's, I'm going to raise the consciousness and all, and I get that. And I love that. And I've been there and I really thought that was my purpose, you know, for into my adult life. That's the career path I chose. Um, I looked at politics for a while and kind of changing, you know, creating true change through grassroots, mm -hmm. organizing and advocacy and lobbying, like been there, done, done all of those pieces. Um, so when I transitioned, my daughter had a surgery that did not go very well. Mm -hmm. uh, we were hospitalized for almost a year during that time, um, lost my job and transitioned to be home as her full-time caregiver. And at that point, and I know, like you say, we talk about all those messy middles here, right? Like at that yeah. point, I had no, I was never the entrepreneur type. I never had any inkling of, you know, my own boss and doing those, like that just wasn't how I was built. But going through all of those transitions and it was a real, like not even come to Jesus, but it was just such an such a, a personal journey of like, who the hell am I without my position, without my career, without mm -hmm. all that I had worked towards that was so mission driven, you know, mm -hmm. who am I without those communities and that work? Um, during all of that work, we always traveled extensively with my daughter who is severely disabled, full care, um, non-ambulatory quad, quadriplegia. So, um, we had always traveled internationally, like I said, extensively with her. So a lot of people already asked me, how do you do it? How do you get what you need medically, safety wise? And just, it's a lot of work to lug a person around, <laughs> you yeah. know, a lug a person around the world. And how do we do it and still enjoy it? So everyone said, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. Being, giving advice and talking to people is very different than being responsible for someone's outcome of the trip, right? Yeah. As you, as assistants know, right? Like, yeah. oh yeah, this is how I handle that system, but being responsible for that system is another level. Um, but I truly felt that, again, I needed to do something with myself at this point. And going back to what you said, kind of challenging it, for me, that mission, travel has always been such a priority to us. I worked full-time nonprofit. My husband still works full-time nonprofit. We live outside of Boston, so we don't know what real money is. That's like, you know, people assume, oh, you're two-income Boston. No, we both work nonprofit, so, you know, we don't know what real money is. It's not that we had all this discretionary income to just travel the world. We prioritized it because being in such a 
medical need environment at home, mm-hmm. when we stepped away from that was truly the only time we mm-hmm. connected as a family. And if you're not in that situation, it might be hard to understand that, but that mm-hmm. parent-child relationship and husband-wife relationship is very different when there's a full-time care need of a growing person who's even now as an adult. You know, we should be empty nesters and we will never be empty nesters, right? Like, so there's a, there's a lot of dynamics that go on, especially when your children are young. I have a younger child as well. Um, and it was those travels and those shared experiences that created our relationships the way they are. And I truly believe that's the only reason we are where we are as a family. So that's my, so yes, my why is to give other people that experience and opportunity, but that's my small why. You know, it's not that, oh, change your life with travel. Sure, great. I would love to help you with that. (laughs) But my big why is I have my business only to provide for my family. You know, a lot of people don't want to say it like, yes, is it more than a paycheck? Yes, but no. And I'm okay with saying that. A lot of people aren't okay with saying that, right? It's about the why. Mm -hmm. My why is, again, my daughter's downstairs now and I was like shoveling it like, you need to eat. I got to get on the thing. And like, (laughs) (laughs) you're making any noise because I'm on the thing, right? (laughs) It's kind of like having a young kid, even though she's almost 24. Um, Mm -hmm. It was like, all right, you're all set. Okay. I need a, a job, a profession. Mm-hmm. I need a business, whatever you want to call it. Everybody says, oh, you have a business because, because so, so you don't have to have a job. You know, like that, they, they think of it like in those parameters. And I was like, nope, it's a job. I, <laughs> I, uh, it's, this is my job and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with playing small. I don't know how else to, to say that. I'm okay with that. Right, right. Oh, that's a bad word. You can't say that. Yeah, or right. like, okay, how are you going to scale that? What you do isn't scalable. I don't want to scale. I want to be able to shut it down and walk away mm-hmm. one day. Like, you know, so many people in the entrepreneurial space, which is wonderful, right, for those people who are all talking about legacy and how to become the owner so you don't have to be the day-to-day manager. Right, like all of that's what I mean by scalability. They want you to, mm-hmm. you know, and if you can't walk away from your job, if you can't walk away from the business that you're building, then you've created a job and not a business. Okay. So, yep. Where's the problem? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Thank and you. not everybody has that entrepreneurial, like I'm going to be the boss, I'm going to scale, and we have this. Um, the idea in our household is. You know, this, yes, this is my business and this is what I'm doing. And yes, I'm used to having a job. So I've performed it or built it kind of that way and will eventually move into where I feel it's comfortable. Um, but when it when we talk about legacy and what we leave our kids and what we do and all of that, I... I've told my son numerous times, what I make is mine. You better get on the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Not my problem. (laughs) I'm like, you're going to have to learn to do this for yourself. Now I'll teach you whatever you want, or you can go get a job or you fit, you're figuring it out and we're helping him. But it's, it's not that I don't want to leave for him or that I wouldn't, but if that's what it's coming down to, like I'm trying to, 
to ignore his life or not being a part of life because I'm building for all of their futures, then I they're not going to know me anyway when the, when it's all said and done. I'm not going to have been a part of whatever. So now it's where can I be here in, in comfort and take care of what's here, but still also be a part of life? Yeah. My exactly. own. yeah it, took, it took me a, a, the first good few years of business. Like when you run the numbers and I looked at, okay, if I had XYZ clients times XYZ, you know, I have the capacity to take enough clients if they're there, you know, and if the if there was a wait list of 27 more people, I would happily take them. And yes, with that type of income, I could retire my husband and he could, he's a logistics person too. Like he could come on with me. Like, and I had that kind of bigger vision in my head. Mm-hmm. And over the years, especially as we got older and are getting older, I had to say like, but where does that in 10 years when I want to walk away, where does that leave me? Yeah. Right. Or Sarah has another surgery and we're in the hospital for three months. Where does that I need something that's very easily given or taken on by somebody else. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, and I'm okay playing small because for me. That means, like you're saying, being more available and playing bigger with my family. I love that. Say that again. (laughs) It's okay to back. It is okay to play small or what in whatever that big, small, medium, you define that yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you can play large with your family. Yep. Yeah. Because I think that is one of the misconceptions right now, especially well, since I've been in business for myself full time is that, you know, playing small is a dirty word mm-hmm. and, um, that the scope creep of this particular entrepreneurial path, like there are days that, yeah, I'm up till one o'clock and uh, Corinne, Corinne was one of, Hamilton was one of our former guests. She talked about that. She goes, there are some nights I'm up. I'm up uh, till the wee hours in the morning. Uh And no, it doesn't happen every night. When it starts happening all the time, when it starts happening routinely, that's when we need to look at, maybe you need to play small. Or, or we'll just re, or reass, you're right, reassess mm-hmm. where things are going exactly, and that is okay. Yeah, yeah. How did that not become okay? Right, because everybody, you're pushed the big shiny objects, right? Yes. 10, 20, 30, 100 millions. This is what you go and you won, you want to, which I get it. Every, every, if you just again, I'm in a lot of those coaching consultant communities and do you ever see anything that doesn't say six figure six figure six figure plus six seven figure and you're like you're right great i would love to make i would love to double into multiple six figures like woohoo great you know <laughs> like but at what what's the trade-off cost? what's the cost what's the trade-off exactly yeah yeah, yeah. And it's you know and is that it, what you want yeah right and we discussed like how long that takes and are your kids young? Like when I started my business, my son was what, 16. So we just were, I, he was old enough to be independent. We were dealing with COVID. He was home. I saw a whole lot of him. It was fine. <laughs> now he's over 18. He's got his own life. He's doing what he's doing. 
this was the perfect time. Had my son been younger, in all reality, the amount of time that I gave into the first couple of years of the business, I don't know that I would have wanted to under those circumstances um, because it was, I really truly was taking time away from my household. I've had a few times where my husband goes, you know, you haven't had a day off in so long or that computer is always in your freaking lap. Like, you know, and that kind of thing. So he makes it aware, like when it's hint, hint time to get away. Um, and he's very understanding, but the, any family does that. Like, um, really, it's time. You know, so it's those same kinds of things. Like, where are you at? How much time? Because it's not going to be immediate. And when you have young ones and you're hoping for that immediacy, you are in the very beginning going to lose some time mm-hmm. with family yeah. if you're trying to build to such a big thing in that middle, you know, or maybe a little bit later on that bigger picture, bigger vision, if that's what works for you better. Um, but if you're trading it this off because you want more family time, right. building a business the first couple of years, that's not necessarily what you're going to get. Like, <laughs> unless you're very, you know, you know, you could, you can do that. You don't need whatever coming in. So there's, there's always those trade-offs and those, those plays in there where mm-hmm. it, it's what your vision of it looks like to you. Right. You know? it, it, and it took a while though to be, because no matter how much you say, we're not going to compare, we don't, and everybody's their own. And, you know, you're look, you're looking at their journey, you know, the ice, right. The iceberg and you only see up here where everything else is under here. Um, all mm-hmm. of those things, as much as we understand that there's always that compare, right. There's always that. Oh my God. But temptation. Look at oh my God, and look at what they've built and how they're doing it. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it took me five years to be able to say, yeah, I'm not doing it that way. And yeah. and not work with all the coaches that I had and all those people that had been there in with that model. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And it was, and I, I don't think it's an entrepreneurial specific or, 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 you know, it's, it's only, only female entrepreneurs. I think women in general are in this, um, we're in this evolution where, you know, we've entered the workforce full time. And whereas before it was only the men, right. Who were the main breadwinners. Well, now women are starting in this evolution of being in the workforce. They're starting to be main breadwinners. Yeah. Um, or equals like right. financially. Right. And, and so I just heard recently um, someone share that, you know, that they were working full time in the um, medical field and they had a nanny um, and the deal was the nanny just didn't tell them about the milestones they were missing with their child. Right. The first steps, the first words, because yeah. it was so hard to hear. Yep. And it just finally got to the point where it's like, you know what? She made the choice. I am not going to miss any more milestones. Yep. And um she she made that choice to to come home full time. Mm-hmm. Um now mind you, this was a two-income household where they could afford a nanny, right? So but I think we're on an evolution not just as entrepreneurs, but as women in the workforce of Mm -hmm. discovering what our priorities are. So let's talk about that next. How did you learn to cut out the noise 
and the shiny objects and tune into what works for you. What, what was that? Um, like I, like I was saying, it took a while. It took a long time, long time to, I've only kind of just recently <laughs> shut out the shiny objects. Right. And the, Oh, not, I don't call it the magic bullet. Right. Or the magic pill of like, if I just do that, it'll all blow up. And Oh, if I just do that. It'll all be amazing. Um, and I don't think consciously I was going into like, yeah, the coaching programs, the website redesign that we, I talked about that blew up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> blew up in the not good way of blowing up. Um, you know, it, it was, it was a costly learning curve and, and I don't like to say that I wasted money, but again, after doing taxes this year, I can tell you that I, there was over $20,000 in investments that did not have a return that was expected to put it that way. You know, so it's hard to look at that and go like, Oh, I could have had 20 K more income. Right. Like that's, that's what that means to us. Like, <laughs> um, but like I said, it was, it was all of those experiences that kept giving me more and more clarity of, yeah. yes, this is what I want. You know, some of those experiences were, you know, I have um, a little shout out to M. Shannon Hernandez, Joyful Business Revolution. Love her. her. Her mantra is, it ain't joyful, we ain't doing this shit. Um I have it right here. Like hey, say my, it again for those in the on back. My, on my card, she does has a card deck and it says if if it ain't joyful, we ain't doing that shit. Um love it. You know, so having more people like her in my universe was helpful to say you don't have to do it like everybody else, because Shannon does not do it like everybody else, put it that way. No. Um and and then having those other experiences that didn't go as we had hoped, right? Um, again, but seeds are planted and you never know what's going to grow from that. But those experiences also helped me go like, yeah, this isn't where I want to be. This isn't a community I'm going to invest any more time in. Or this isn't a program that's helpful for me right now. And again, all of those experiences just help peel away all those layers. Like, I think you just described entrepreneurship. The journey is about figuring out what doesn't work for you. Right. Just as much as it's figuring out like that offer that does work, right? Yes. So much more of it is figuring out. Is letting I would say letting exactly. Go. The majority is figuring out what doesn't work for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and everybody's different. So I mean, to a certain extent, yes, you can share your experiences and your knowledge and, and so that other people don't make some of the same mistakes. Again, another reason for this podcast. So what I really hope people are hearing is, is that, so how long, how many years until we had this quote unquote epiphany, Amy? For me, it was like four and a half. And there, I'm not saying there's a magic number. No, no, but I'm like saying, I said, it, it took some time. Yeah, it, took, it, it does took take time. time. A lot of other things were going on, and we, I had <laughs> January 2020. We all remember the good old days. <laughs> January 2020. I am a travel based business. Mm -hmm. Period. End of story. January 2020. I made a $25,000 investment in my business. <gasps> no. March 12th, we were frozen and oh. had no, and really had no income for. 
no income for a really solid year and a half. Right. Like, so yeah. again, like I was like, this is it. We're all in, we're go. This is it. We're going to like, right. Woohoo. And then, okay. Now what, now what are we going to do? Yeah. How, and how did we stay a lot? You know, and that was part of what being in that coach community that I'm like, I keep referencing. That's, you know, a big chunk mm -hmm. of my people. Um, it was okay. Well, we can't travel now. Mm -hmm. so what can we, what can we plan ahead? I'm always, I'm a strategist. So it was like, what's right. the strategy for the future? That's mm -hmm. where the kind of the impact retreat roadmap signature system that I have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that's where that all came from was how do we strategically plan ahead? Okay. So when the gate opened, we were yes. rolling out, they were rolling out their retreats. They were rolling out their programs, um, their in-person events and things. Um, and that's where I saw, like I said, through that, through the pandemic, I had a lot of downtime compared to my normal. So I was networking, I was meeting, I was talking to people. And that's where I saw so not just dollars left on the table for these in-person retreats and events that, you know, intensive masterminds, whatever you call it, I call them all retreats. Um, you know, just, just who, and yes, you can find a location, you can book it online, you can do your thing and that's great. But you get to a certain point of when you're expending that energy, what's not getting done. Right. And where are you, where, where are you not bringing in other things? Um, and yeah, and people just not making profit, not valuing what they were putting together. Um, yeah. So how did you learn why these in-person retreats events weren't, weren't truly profitable? Well, you talked about like said, money on the all team. of those, it was just all of those conversations with people. And, and, and that's when I realized that I do see things a little differently through a different lens in that planning process. Um, and being like, again, I just, you just think everybody thinks like you, don't you? Yeah. Right. Really? You, yeah. You, yeah. You, it takes, you know, yeah, even, we at, do. even yeah. at a certain age, we still think, God, how do people not get that? <laughs> well, yeah, I met a lot of people and I'm like, really? That's, I love you, Amy. I love you. <laughs> you met them, you know, you know, yes. And we've had several discussions about those people. If y'all are listening, you need to go watch the video because Amy's face just a minute ago was <laughs> oh, a So, and I've been, and I, and I used to not, I used to not own it, I guess. Um, and somebody, and it came up just recently few months ago as well um that someone used the term highly capable you are just so highly capable and i was like no i just you know you do what you got to do to get it done and now that you know again you meet enough people in your life and you realize not everybody does what needs to get done to get it done yeah. right so yeah. so i'm again i'm still learning to kind of own that when I was in the nonprofit space and was, you know, supervising programs and budgets and uh, staff, um, they got me a little poster. They actually printed it. And I don't know if you've ever seen it. It says, it said something like, my thoughts aren't random. My brain just works faster than yours. I forget like the little thing, but it was a little like catchphrase thing. 
-hmm. Like I'm not random. I just think faster than you. And yeah. one of my staff like printed, like went on the copy or printed a little eight by 10. They were like, you need to hang this in your office because mm -hmm. you have to remind yourself that we're, we're, we're on the road with you and we're going A, B, C and you're going A, M, Q. Mm -hmm. And we don't see how you got to M. And again, to me, it made sense, mm -hmm. right? It made sense of, well, of course that goes to this. Um, uh -huh. So again, it's like, it's, I just started seeing like, what do you mean you, you broke even? What do you mean a thousand dollars was a good profit for a four day event? Or, you know, like, like as things came up, I'd say, let me see your budget. Oh, well, you didn't include your credit card things. You didn't include your own expenses. You didn't include taxes gratuities that was a huge thing i would say oh well you forgot to you had to tip everybody out at the end or what like again just things that weren't being seen by well other it's people. funny because okay i was just having this conversation with laura um that it depends on the event right so if an event is to get people in the seats to sell you a high to sell them a high ticket item it makes sense to make that event as budget friendly as possible mm -hmm. right to get butts in the seat. Only if you already know you have a 25 plus percent close rate. 50% yes. close rate. Like that's that's what I can say. Like a lot of people were like, think, so many people think with those types of events, if you build it, they will come. And I would yeah. love, I would love for that to be the case. But I can tell you with all the people I have worked with, I have worked with many first, second, third time event people who haven't tested the waters enough and they think, well, I have 10,000 people on my email list, my followers, whatever. They're fairly established in that way. Still couldn't sell out their event. Do you know what I mean? It's a different process. And that's, the, again, these are all the types of gaps and things I kept seeing. And yes, if it's a, you're doing a half day thing, right? Butts in the seats to sell from the stage that's very different than a three or four day intensive where you are offering content coaching an outcome of some kind. True value during the event. Yeah. Again, like those, again, that's all part of the system that we go through to make sure you're pricing for profit and not mm -hmm. pricing just to sell it. Yeah. That makes sense. I love it. Yeah. So I'm going to circle back really quickly because I had a thought, but I didn't want to interrupt your thought process and we went a little past it. But what I was hearing you say when you talked about how to keep your focus um, when there's all this noise, right? Of what's your why? Everybody's talking about six, seven figures, multiple six figures, and all of these things tell me if I heard this right. You need time for self-reflection, self-evaluation periodically. Yep. And yeah, you need to be able to slow down to speed up. And I know a lot of people say that, but that's what I, you need to be able to step away and take. That's what that means. That's what, yeah, you need to slow down and like, I don't want to say, you know, disappear off social, but don't worry about, oh my God, I didn't engage in this group. And oh my God, I only posted once this week. And oh my God, uh, uh, step away, see where the energies, you know, where the energy goes and how you're feeling with that. And also besides that self-reflection, I don't know what you want to call it, your business bestie 
or whatever, but you have to also have those truly, at least in my circle, unbiased people who are going to say that was shit. Stop it. Like, <laughs> um, or, or that business bestie where you can say, I am so burnt out right now. I've, I feel like I'm doing all the things. And when you get to that point where like when you've, I think we've, if you're an entrepreneur, you've probably all said it to yourself. Oh my God, I've done all the things. Why isn't it working? Mm-hmm. Then you really need that, that look yourself in the mirror. Number one, are you really doing all the things and are you doing That's them That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Are you really doing all the things and are you doing them consistently? Are you really? Are you are really? You, and and Angelique and I have. Yeah, done that with each other. It was really, and, I, and that's part of what comes out of that is that. Yeah, and if you are, then you're doing all the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And that's and again, and having a community or those few business besties who will tell you it took a lot. Like I will never be on TikTok. I will never be on Instagram. <laughs> I never joined Clubhouse. I focus on LinkedIn and Facebook right now, but mostly LinkedIn because mm-hmm. I work with small business and entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's where Rachel I Rachel Rogers calls it her crew, yeah, right? Yeah, her inner circle. Uh, who calls it inner circle? I think that was um, Jennifer Kim, mm-hmm. and I love the approach that that Shannon takes Hernandez mm-hmm. to this. You know, if it doesn't bring you joy, we ain't doing that shit. Why can't we do this for everything? If it doesn't bring me joy, wait a minute. If it doesn't bring in money, I ain't doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if right. I'm not getting an equal or increased in return on investment, I ain't doing this shit. Right. I mean, and, I think this is my new mantra. <laughs> yeah. And there's always things that you have to do in business that aren't like, woohoo, the best, fun, most joyful thing ever. But then how do you make it joyful? That's what that means. How do you, you know, is after you balance your books, is there a little reward? Do you do you have a, a ritual around it type of a thing? Or, you know, but the same thing, if if you just hate social media content and all the things, well, then you have to look at it differently. How can you do it in a way that's more pleasing? Mm-hmm. It's just always ways to bring it back together. Mm-hmm. And I know, like so, I said, yeah. Oh, or, yep. I just packed mine. <laughs> I was just going to do a little plug. This is, I know I've got the the blurring mm-hmm. filter on, which I did, actually didn't want to do, but um, Shannon's book is called Practical Joy. Uh, Lady Powerhouse is actually hosting a book club right now. We're discussing her book. Um, it. It's a weekly uh, weekly meeting accountability. We go mm-hmm. through, we actually do the things, right? Yep. Um, and I really love this book because there's coloring pages. Yep. I don't know if she intended them to be colored. Yes, I think they she are did. intended to be coloring I love it. Thank you. They're getting (laughs) colored and they're getting shared in the Facebook group. And there are, yeah, and there are, and and again, that book is very easily a take a chapter a week and do it or Mm -hmm. take three hours and do the book and do all the exercises in the book. A lot of ways to approach it. A lot of great stuff in there. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this is something we will repeat because it's an easily repeatable process, meaning that you could read this book multiple times, different times and get different answers yes. to your own questions. Yes. To her questions. Yep. Your answers will be different. 
Right. But it's, you're right. And it's, and it's, and your joy is ever evolving. Mm -hmm. That's the big, that's a big piece of it too, is just, you know, it's just, there's always, and do, does anybody say, no, I'm all good. I'm all filled up. I got enough joy. I'm all filled up. Right. Exactly. There's never, right. You can always do something more. That's how I like to look at it. And yeah. Yep. Like I said, it's been, it's been a crazy journey. I can't believe um, where we are now, but just, yeah, like you said, the words of wisdom there are just, it's okay to feel like an outsider, you know, or that you're not, it's not clicking the right way. That's okay. That's all part of it. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Thank you so much, Amy, for answering my LinkedIn message and joining us on the podcast. Um, This is going to be, oh, what's going on? What's going on? Somebody ending. (laughs) (laughs) What was I going to say? I was going to say that um, thank you so much for being here again. Um, But I, I, I just so appreciate the stuff that you said today. I'm going to go back and listen to this one because um, I get to do the bloopers on this one. Uh, Laura, I called it. Um, So uh, because you're saying stuff that is not mainstream. You're saying stuff that, you know, is, is just not being said. And it needs to be heard. But it's being said in every conversation I'm having. Yes. Probably you know, one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, but all of those one-on-ones of God, what, what worked six months ago isn't selling anymore. Well, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm having those conversations every day. So it's, it's, yeah. again, I know we're not alone in that. I know we're not alone in that. I forgot to ask for the code. Dang it. Oh, that's yeah. all right. It's an easy code. Find joy, F-I-N-D-J-O-Y. If anyone messages me with a fine joy, or even if you just said heard you on the podcast, but with the find joy code, you get $100 off um, any travel booking this year for every adult passenger. Awesome. And uh, go to her website. It's flowyotravel.com and look at her free resources. She's got a retreat profit calculator a retreat sampler, a retreat pitfalls to avoid, and an accessible travel guide. And I'm assuming this is accessibility. Yep, for disability and chronic health needs. I, that's obviously. Awesome. I wish I'd had this back in 2006. Um, I brought my mom to visit from Florida to Missouri. And she was on oxygen in a wheelchair and I did it all by myself and it was hell. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and um, yeah, so check those out and. Um, and connect on LinkedIn. I am always happy to answer any questions. Um, I, now I you mentioned Facebook and I don't have your Facebook link. I only have LinkedIn. So you need to send that to me when we're done here so I can add it. We will drop all of her links into the um, into the show notes, both in all the platforms and um, YouTube and LinkedIn. Um, let me because I went to your website and I did not find the only reason I had your LinkedIn is because we're connected on LinkedIn. 
You don't have your social on your website, do you? It should be in the footer. No. Okay. Well, I told you the website blew up and I had to rebuild it. <laughs> <laughs> no. pay for it again. See? Don't worry. Okay. I'm adverse. We all know I here I'm adverse to social media. And when I get on at the very few times that I do, it's usually sharing other people's stuff. But I don't post maybe once every three or four months so <laughs> it makes sense um, one of the things we like to do is have the current guest introduce our next guest um and amy has been kind enough to agree to do that so amy, yes take it away. Uh, this sounds like very a very intriguing teaser so i hope y'all tune in next time uh she ran away when she was five years old and she was gone for an entire week she came home riddled with fear and in turn became a people pleaser. At age 51, she decided to face one fear every day for an entire year. And in doing so, she gained an exorbitant amount of confidence and now uses all that she learned to fulfill her mission to empower 5 million women and men to write their stories. So next week, it will be Linda Sunshine West. She is the founder and CEO of Action Takers Publishing. Uh, she is a speaker, 17-time number one best-selling author, award-winning author, executive film producer, and a red carpet interviewer. So make sure you tune in next time to see Linda Sunshine West. Thank you, Amy. And I don't remember where I connected with Linda, but that all sounds very fancy. Y'all, she's so down to earth um, and real. I just love her. Um, so... Thank you again, Amy, for joining us and yeah. sharing um, your wisdom, because that is honestly how I feel uh, okay. that we that we heard wisdom today. So thank you for mm -hmm. that. And uh, our ask again, it's not that different, y'all. I mean, we need to change it up, Laura. We need to figure out what <laughs> our uh, what the next level ask is. But uh, we're still continuing to ask for YouTube subscribers. So if you're not a YouTube subscriber, please go do that. If you are, please share so that we can build the audience on YouTube. Um, and uh, so until next time, which is next week, same bat channel, same bat time, Tuesdays, three Eastern. Two Central. See ya. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you.